Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. This afternoon and tonight, I would like to share about how to respond to the undesirable situation in your life. How many people admit that we all face undesirable situations? How many of them? Two? No. You cannot count. How many times we face undesirable situations? This morning, I was recording the teaching called when offenses come, Jesus said in the Bible that you're going to face offenses no matter what. No one can avoid offenses. No one can avoid the undesirable situation. But how are you going to respond to the undesirable situation? Maybe your friend cheated your money. Maybe somebody borrowed your money and never returned money. Actually, right now, we all face undesirable situation in our regard all over the world. This COVID-19 is undesirable situation. So many people backslid because of the COVID-19. So many churches suffer because we cannot gather together. So many people become negative, become critical, and attack you and talk bad about you. And all kinds of problems in the world right now in this pandemic. People may even turn away from you and become your enemy. When the pandemic started in Seattle, I was shocked that so many members turned against me. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? I, I, I didn't do anything to you. I never borrowed your money. I never cheat you. I never abuse you. But suddenly why they're against me because I wear masks. And they don't believe in wearing masks. So you see, things can happen. Bad things can happen around. We can face a situation that people offend us, make us mad, we want to yell, we want to argue, we want to just punch that person. Things happen everywhere and happen to our life on a regular basis. You cannot avoid the undesirable situation. Why? Because we live in a sinful world. We live in the world that is full of sinners and immature people who can do wrong things against one another. The question is not that, how can I avoid the undesirable situation? You cannot avoid it, basically. You have to face it. As long as you live on earth, you're going to face the undesirable conditions of your life. But the right question is, what God said, how I should respond to the situation so that I can have victory, so that I will continue to walk in the blessing of God, so that I can go higher in my destiny, so that I can run my race to the finish line, so that when I get to heaven, I will have a lot of rewards in heaven, so that when I get to see Jesus, I will receive the cloud of glory, so that the blessing of Abraham will flow down to the thousand generations. What can I do to finish my race with joy and with victory. So that is important. So many people are defeated on earth because they cannot respond to the situation in their life very well. We need to learn from the scripture. Actually, what I can share with you is very simple, very simple, but it's good reminding. Amen. Let me read from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verses 4 to 7 first. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 to 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoice whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never lose faith, 
is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. This is an important principle. Why God always win the battle? Because God is love. The first key to victory when we are facing undesirable situation is to walk in love, to choose to love. I know it's so hard for you and me to walk in love because it's not our human nature. Our human nature is to retaliate, to yell at, to punch back, to do something that the other side has to pay the price. That as our human nature. This is why we need Jesus so much. This is why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is why we need to be spiritual people, not carnal people. This is the reason why we need to grow spiritually to become more like Jesus Christ. We need to make choice. Love is not feeling. Love is a choice. Jesus even loved his enemy. I love what he said when he was on the cross. He said this way. I was shocked when he said that because I was a third degree black belt taekwondo. You know taekwondo is? Taekwondo is karate. Korean karate. The reason I studied Korean karate to third degree black belt because Pastor Da was so beautiful and still beautiful today. And when I started to date her, so many Thai boxers around want to get rid of me because they want to get her too. So I need to protect myself by learning some kind of martial art. So I studied hard until I got the third degree black belt. So in my heart, at that generation, when somebody come and step on my toes or get on my nerve, I was thinking about front kick, side kick, round kick. I want to revenge. I want to kick back. But when I watch Jesus talk on the cross, he said, Father, Forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Wow, that really wake me up and see that my God is so loving. He loved even people who whipped him, crucified him, and spit on him, and talked bad about him. And I say, God, you are my God. Jesus, you really God for sure. And I want to follow you from now on. And I know you are the loving God. So this one, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7, is the definition of love. And these scriptures are the ones that make me born again. The reason I'm convinced that the God that I want to follow, his name is Jesus Christ, is the real God. Because the definition of love here is the best definition in the whole world, you can read many self-help books, many books in the psychology and in the school about love cannot be compared to this definition. God is love. I want to encourage all of you, from now on, when people really offend you, people did wrong toward you, you stop and count one to ten. One, two, three, Four, five to ten, and you say, I make a decision to love, to love that person. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to revenge. I will give this to God. Let God handle the situation. I will walk in love. How many people want to be healthy all the days of your life? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be blessed? Raise your hand up. Everything you touch, successful. You want to be blessed? The Bible says clearly in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you obey my commandments, you obey my voice, I will bless you. I will bless you to the thousand generations. And the Bible in the book of Exodus chapter 15, 26 say, if you listen to the voice of the Lord your God, obey his commandment, Walk in his statues. The Lord will not put disease that he put on the Egyptians on you. And the Lord will heal you because he is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord will keep you in good health. And the question is, what is the commandment of God? 
The commandments of God can be concluded in only two commands. The whole Bible sum up into commands. Number one, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, with all your strength. And two, love your neighbor as yourself. So if you can walk in love, you are a candidate for good health, for blessing, for success. Amen. I learned one thing. That a lot of people are sick because they don't want to love. They still walk in hatred, and unforgiveness, and bitterness. Bitterness, unforgiveness, and hatred cause you to be sick. Open the door for the torturer to come in to attack your body, and you're gonna get sick. You need to make a decision to walk in love. Verse eight, the Bible says, "Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail." Whether there are tongues speaking in tongues, they will cease. One day when we meet Jesus, when He come back the second time, there will not be any more speaking in tongues. It will stop. Whether there is knowledge, we talk about the word of knowledge, the supernatural gift of God, it will vanish away one day. One thing that will last forever is love, because God is love and He is eternal. Never stop. Yes, we can seek to have gifts, the gift of healing, the gifts of casting out demons, the gift of performing miracles, the gifts of tongues and interpretation, the gift of the words of knowledge and the words of wisdom, the gift of performing miracles. All these gifts one day will not be needed anymore when Jesus come back. But what will continue is love. Love never fails. Verse thirteen, and now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Simple message: walk in love. I don't know about you. I want to encourage you to examine your heart, your life, your behavior. Examine your attitude and motive every single day. Don't just live day by day. Wake up and go to work and come home and eat and go to bed. Wake up. No, you need to examine your life on a regular basis. Check your heart every day. Do I really love people? Do I really love my brother and sister in the church? Do I love my enemies? Love people who offend me? Love people who hurt me? Did wrong to me. In fact, sometimes God allows people to offend you, to test your love. Sometimes people can come and talk negative toward you, and you have a choice: you're gonna retaliate, get mad, or you're gonna love. If you love, you pass the test. Then you grow more, you get promotion, and God bless you more. So any time bad things happen to you, people. Offend you, people has done wrong to you. You should say, "Wow, this is a good chance, a good opportunity. I can be promoted. I can be blessed by God now because I make a decision to forgive and to love that person." Amen. That's how I walk every day. I ask myself, "Do I love people? Do I really love my patients? Do I really love my coworkers, people around me? Do I love my members?" Or I just do things as a job, not loving people. Love is the most important thing. So if you can love whatever happened around you, you still smile, happy, healthy, and you can do great things because you walk in love. Amen. How many people say I make decision to walk in love? Can you do it by yourself? Who can help you? Holy Spirit. I know Pastor Dan need a lot of Holy Spirit. Because she lived with me, she need to forgive me a lot. Amen. Pastor Dad, you need a lot of Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to encourage all of you: love God with all your heart, and when you love God, you love other people. When you love God, you want to please God. Is that correct? How do you please God? Love people. You love people when you love God. I learned something in life here. I have been a Christian for almost 40 years now. 
I have experience of the faithfulness of God, and I learn that no matter what happened to me, people may abuse me, cheated me, people may try to destroy me, hate me, they try to talk bad about me, or anything. What I need to do is to love God, forgive them, love them, and move on. And usually, what is the result? What is the outcome? I am blessed. God changed the situation around, and I got promoted. I got better. I got the good things from God. That is in the Bible. Let me read to you, Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. Romans eight twenty-eight, and we know that all things work together for good to those. Who love God? When you love God, you love other people. You do good to other people. Those who love God, all things will turn to be good to you. To those who are called according to His purpose. When I first moved to the U.S., I never forgot the nurses, the doctors, and the patients laughed at me. Ridicule my accent. They shook their head. I remember the first few months in America. I came to the U.S. and I, my accent was pretty bad. But I came as a neurosurgeon, so people expected me to be high educated and very smart. And when I walk around the hospital at the trauma center in Harborview, the doctors, the American doctors, look at me from the head to my toes. Who is this guy? This small guy from Thailand. I could not understand what he talked. His accent is pretty bad. They look at me like this. My first reaction is, "Do you know that I'm a third-degree black belt? <laughs> I can jump across this bed and kick you on the face." I used to jump across six people. Six people bow, go like this. Six people, and I run. And jump across six people in the air, bam! Kick the board, break, and come down and stand like Bruce Lee. I, that is my martial art ability. I can kick on the board, jumping across people. So when those American doctors and nurses laugh at my accent, even my subordinate, some people below me, I'm the boss. For example, at the third year resident. My first year resident looked at me and shaked their head against me. But I decide to do what? I decide to love them, smile at them, give them the case to do, bless them. Never complain to my boss, my professor. I just love people. I just give to people. Only within two years, I became a very highly favored doctor, and I got the plaque from the hospital. This is the first neurosurgeon in this hospital who get the reward of being nice in this hospital. <laughs> They call that award humanitarian award for the neurosurgeon. No surgeon in that hospital get this reward except me, my brother and sister, and eventually my boss promoted me, and people like me and. Thing turn around and everyone just give favor to me. All the enemies that used to be people who used to look down on me and shook their head against me, look at me from the head to my toes. They all become my friend, and they protected me. And no one can talk against me anymore. Why? Because I choose to walk in love. Thing turn around from being defeated to be successful. God will work all things together for good to those who love God. One of the very favorite story in the Bible. I have a few hero in the Bible. The best hero that I love in the Bible is Jesus Christ. But one of the heroes in the Bible that I really love this story is the story of Joseph. I just watched the cartoon Joseph. A few days before we flew here, I love the story of Joseph. Joseph, a young man, 
he was really abused by his brothers. His brothers want to kill him. His brothers sold him to be a slave to Egypt. He has to leave his hometown. He could not see his dad anymore. Now he belonged to. He become a property of somebody out of Israel into Egypt, and that is pretty bad already to become a slave for the rest of your life. That's pretty bad. And then the wife of his boss wanted to have sex with him, but he ran away, and she falsely accused him that he gonna rape her. So the boss Potiphar put him in jail. Now worse. From being a slave, now in jail, and he was forgotten. He had not seen his dad for many years. Now he is in a bad dungeon, dark, pretty bad. And God knew that he was abused, he was mistreated, falsely accused. But if you read the Bible carefully in the book of Genesis, you never see even one word from his mouth that I'm mad at my brother. I'm gonna revenge them. I'm gonna kill them if I can get out of here. He never even complained one bit. He worked hard for the jailer, for the head of the jail. He worked hard for Potiphar. He kept his heart right. He kept himself in peace. So many people are not in peace. When something bad happened, I want to kill. The blood pressure go up. You need to really learn how to live in the place of peace, no matter what happened. <laughs> God is on my side. I know that all things work together for good to those who love God. I don't worry; everything gonna be fine. I forgive them. I love people around me, no matter what they do. I just live in the place of peace and joy and happiness. Everywhere you go, you smile. You are positive. You are friendly. You are so helpful to people. Everywhere you go, you so shining of the glory of God. You love God. You love people. I want to encourage all of you: don't live in depression. Don't live in anger, in bitterness, unforgiveness. You're gonna be sick. And you will not be healthy. You will have a short life instead of long life because you're so angry all the time. Stay in peace, no matter what other people do. Hey, God is my source. God is on my side. People cannot stop my future. Amen. My eyes are on the Lord. God gonna give me perfect peace and keep me and protect me. He is on my side. Because my eyes are not on people, but on the Lord. It doesn't matter what other people do. Hey, I forgive you. Let you go. I'm gonna keep my eyes on God, and I know all things will work for good for those who love Him. That's what happened to Joseph. For many years, he was a slave. He was in jail, but God, the best. God know that this is the way that He gonna put Joseph to be the prime minister in Egypt, because the servant of Pharaoh went into jail too, and one of the servants was released and realized that this man has the gift of words of wisdom. He had the wisdom from God to interpret dreams. So after this guy left back to Egypt to the palace, Pharaoh. Had a dream, and no one in the kingdom could interpret the dream for Pharaoh. This man say, "Hey, I remember a man in jail named Joseph. Why don't you call him out, and he can help you, Pharaoh?" He came out. He interpreted the dream for Pharaoh, and even gave the word of wisdom to plan how to really face the famine in the land. Collected all the food during the first seven years, so that they could have enough food to give to people and to live comfortably for another seven years during the famine. You know what happened? Overnight, Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt. 
Who put him in there? God. God put him in there. Why? Because this man responded to the undesirable situation, to the abuse, to the wrongdoing, to the jealousy of his brothers with love. He responded in love. He loved his brother. Look at what happened, what he said in Genesis chapter 50, 20 to 21. But as for you, he was talking to his brothers who sold him as slave. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. You remember Romans chapter 8 verse 28? We know that all things work together for good in order to bring it about as it is this day. Now he became the prime minister of Egypt. Now he could take care of his brothers and their children and move them into the land of Goshen to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. You notice that he did not do this to his brother. Hey, brothers, you saw me. Okay, whip them 50 each. You have to be shaken in front of me, cry in front of me. <laughs> but what did he say? Don't be afraid. Smile. Be happy. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he yelled at them. What did he do? He comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Who? what a man is this? Who wants to be like Joseph in the 21st century? I want God to be on my side. I want God to promote me. I want God to turn the things around for me. What is the key? Love. I noticed one thing. I am pastor always boasts about this, that the leaders in my church, New Hope International Church, I have a lot of leaders there, elders and pastor leaders. One thing I noticed, they really love me and pastor have they known our weakness? Yes. They know we make mistakes. Both of us make mistakes. And sometimes we make wrong decisions. Sometimes I say wrong thing because we are human. But one thing I notice, all these elders and leaders in the church, everyone support us. Pastor, we're going to love you. We forgive you. We respect you. You are called by God. And I notice that God has blessed all these elders, good health, no one gets sick, everyone is healthy, financially doing well. God bless people who really walk in love. Amen? Choose to walk in love. Love your pastors. Love one another. Forgive one another. Believe me, when you are in church, somebody going to step on your toes. Somebody going to do something that you don't like, especially international church. We come from the different backgrounds, different expectations. Thai will expect one day. Laotian expect another way. American another way. Why you guys eat rice too much? I want to have bread. Hey, can you change to bread? Filipino have another expectation. Is that right? We all come together and believe me, you're going to face some undesirable food that day. Undesirable dessert that you don't like. But the key is love one another. Amen? If you walk in love, forgive each other, bless one another, the hand of the Lord is going to be on your life. And He is a source of blessing. He's a source of grace. He's a source of favor. He's a source of good breaks. He's a source of open door. He's a source of victory, of healing, of health of open doors. He will bless you because you walk in love. Amen? So when people offend you or do something to make you upset, don't take it like, wow, this is bad. Oh, I have a bad day. No, no, this is a good day. You know why? Because you have a chance to exercise forgiveness and love and do good to your brothers and sisters. Amen? So that's number one. Walk in love. How many people say, from now on, I'm going to walk in love? 
I love revival. I love the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I love to see the Spirit of God touch people. Do you know why? Because one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is that He burns, cleanses, and removes the tongue out of you. We call sanctification or purification. The Holy Spirit can burn your flesh, your hatred, your unforgiveness, your self-centeredness, your selfishness. Burn it up. Get rid of them. And fill you with the agape love of God. And then you can love people supernaturally. We need the supernatural love of God in order to walk in love. We cannot love people on our own strength because we are human. We are selfish beings. We need the Holy Spirit. This is the reason why before Jesus went up to heaven, he said to the disciples, hey, your guy, don't go out from the city of Jerusalem. You wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room in Jerusalem. Don't go out to preach until you are endued with the power from on high. The 120 disciples, before I came here, I shared yesterday, I changed my mind last minute to come here. I canceled already, actually. I canceled the airline ticket, too. Cancel everything, the hotel. And suddenly, on Tuesday night, last minute, God spoke to me, come. I said, but a lot of people cannot be, they already give up, they already back off, and they don't want to come. And God said, upper room. This meeting is for hungry people. People who are hungry for God. Thousands of people follow Jesus, but only 120 people were in the upper room. Can you imagine? 10,000 of people follow Jesus for miracles, but only 120 were in the upper room. To be filled with the Holy Spirit and who changed the world in that generation. Not those 10,000 people, but the 120 people changed the world in that generation. We need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need to be the church that welcome the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we will not walk in the flesh, but we walk in the Spirit of God. Amen? We need the Holy Spirit to fill us with His love. Hallelujah. Let me continue to teach. I have a, a few more minutes. So that is the first response. Responding in love. Everyone say love. love. Everyone say agape. Hallelujah. Number two, 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 to 5. How to respond to the undesirable situation. 1 John 5, 4 to 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. The world means the problem in this world, the temptation in this world, the setback in this world, the COVID-19, the pandemic, the chaotic things now in the world. From the pandemic. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The focus of the church should be the Son of God. Amen? Not pet doctrines. Jesus is the center of the church. How can we overcome the problem in the world? When we face undesirable situations that look like people are going to destroy us, we may lose our job. Somebody may go to our boss and say, oh, you know, that guy, he's not a good worker, fire him. And the boss may believe in that guy and want to fire us. The problem at workplace, the problem in the family, how can we overcome those problems in the world? Faith. We need to walk by faith. Amen? Walk by faith. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of His goodness? Everyone say goodness. How many people believe that God is good? How many people believe that God wants to show His goodness to us? The goodness of the Lord make us repent. The Bible says that 
we should test and see the goodness of the Lord. God is so good. He's a good God. Do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? We need to have faith in who God is. Who God is. No matter what other people do to us, we have confidence. We have expectation. We have faith that my God is the healer. My God is a savior. My God is my leader, my guide. My God is my protector. My God is the promise keeper. My God is the way maker. My God is the one who gives me grace and victory. My God is the good God. My God keep His promises. My God is faithful. My God is so rich. He has unlimited resources. My God is powerful and He can empower me. My God always gives good things to His people. Good and perfect gift come from above. The book of James says that. Do you believe? You receive what you believe. Is that right? And when you believe, you speak it. Therefore, don't complain. Don't speak negative things. Life and death is in the power of your tongues. Only speak positive. Speak who God is. His promises. Have faith and speak. Have faith and say it out. The Bible says, when you speak to this mountain and no doubt in your heart, it will be removed into the sea. You need to believe in the promise and the power of God. The promise of God is yes and amen. Have faith. Amen. I want to have more faith this year than last year. I want to grow in faith. Actually, a few days ago, I was writing the lesson about Jesus was in the synagogue and one woman came in on the Sabbath day. This woman came in with the hunchback like this. And the Bible said that this lady was tortured with this infirmity for 18 years. That's what the Bible said. And when I read the scripture, Jesus looked at her and he spoke, Daughter, today this bondage will be broken out of you. He just says simple like this. And the Bible says, he put his hand on her. Boom! She stood up straight. And demons left her. No if, and, or but. She stood up straight. And the ruler of the synagogue was so mad. Hey, you can do good things six days a week while you do this on the Sabbath day. They were mad at him that he healed the sick on the Sabbath day. When I read this story, I pray right away. I was like, like this, God, give me that such a big faith like Jesus. That when I look at somebody and they're sick, I just look at them, healed. And healed. I don't need to shout. I don't think Jesus shouted in that scripture. He just speak, daughter, today you are free from this bondage. I am the chain breaker. Done. Wow, he has so much faith. I'm not that level yet. <laughs> I, I'm not the level of Jesus yet. But that's my goal. Before I die at 120 years old, one day when I come back to San Diego at maybe 17 years old. At that time when I come back, I will be like Jesus more. I just look at the situation and <laughs> be healed. Touch, healed. But that was done by faith. Jesus had so much faith. No matter what happened around you, stand in faith. Don't be shaken. Don't be sorrowful. Don't cry. Rejoice. 
Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen? One of the signs of faith. How do you know that a person has faith? Three things. The evidence of faith from the heart. Number one, you can tell by listen to what people say. When people say, oh, my life is miserable. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm in trouble. You can tell right away, no faith. You can tell about people's faith by their conversation. If their conversation is, yes, I'm fine. God is on my side. I will be victorious. I am blessed. I don't care what is going on around me. Even the pandemic around me, my business will do well. I'm healthy and strong. So that is the first sign of faith. How people speak. Whatever is in your heart will come out through your mouth. Is that right? Whatever the junk in here is going to come out through your mouth. The good things in here are going to come out from your mouth, through your mouth. So you can tell by listening to what people say. Number two, how you can tell that a person has faith. Look at their countenance. People of faith will rejoice and happy and smile and positive all the time. Smile. The Bible uses the word, the joy of faith. When you have faith, you have joy. We should change the name of this church, the Joyful Church. I'm just kidding. Or the Church of Joy. The Church of Joy. Everyone come in so strong faith. Ha, ha, ha. Excited. Amen. People who have faith, full of joy. Number three, people who have faith are very excited. Excited about the coming blessing. Excited about coming victory. When I and Pastor Da pray for our children and grandchildren, we pray by faith. And we get excited to see the blessing upon our three children and upon our three grandchildren. We pray by faith and we believe that God is going to put a blessing on our children no matter what happens. Amen? We get excited, we laugh, we have joy, and we speak the word of blessing. We speak the word of positivity. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29 to 30. Hebrews 11, 29 to 30. When Moses and the children of Israel faced the Red Sea and the army of Egypt, they changed their mind. They were coming to get them back to be slaves in Egypt. Wow. They faced undesirable situation. The Egyptians changed their mind in front of them the Red Sea look hopeless now. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. What gave them victory? Faith. Amen? Faith. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Your own understanding will do what? Look at the circumstances. Look at the situation. Look at the symptoms. Look at other people's behavior. What they say. What they do. You walk by sight. By seeing the symptom and the surrounding situation, that is not walk by faith. When you walk by faith, you don't look at all those things. Because when you look at all those things, you're going to start to use understanding to analyze, to think, and you're going to be depressed, and you're going to lose hope. But what should we do? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen? Trust in the Lord. Faith. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, and I will stop here. Be anxious for nothing. Anxious. Being anxious is opposite to faith. What is opposite to faith? Anxiety. Fear. Worry. When you walk in worry, in fear, and in anxiety, you don't have faith. In fact, after I have been a Christian for a long time now, 40 years. I realized that faith is so important. 
it makes a big difference. Really, it makes a big difference when I face a situation that is very challenging as a medical doctor, as a neurosurgeon, and look very, very tough to handle. Instead of worrying, being anxious, I just make a decision. I'm gonna trust the Lord. I depend on God's guidance. And what happened? I could sleep. I can relax. And I received the wisdom from God. And God guide me through my surgery. And the patient did well, had good outcome. You need to trust God. Don't look at the situation. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Why thanksgiving? You thank God because you already believed you got the answer. One of the principles of prayer is that thank God before you see the answer. It means that you believe you get the answer. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Number one, love. Number two, faith. When you face any situation, you love. Don't react with the flesh. Love people. Amen. If your son and daughter walk away, backslid, don't react. Love them. Show love to them. And by faith, ask God for wisdom to talk to your children so that they will come back to God. Amen? Don't react in the flesh. Don't retaliate. Just be loving and full of faith. And pray by faith. Faith shall move the hands of God. And you're going to see miracles and breakthroughs because you pray by faith. We continue tonight. How to respond to the undesirable situation. Amen? Amen. Everyone say love. love. Everyone say faith. faith. How many people are going to practice this? I want to encourage all of you. You may have lost something in your life. Somebody may try to destroy you, cheat you, steal things from you, hurt you, try to get rid of you. Try to just dump you on the ground and like this. I want to destroy him. That's okay. The Bible says that woe to those who bring offenses to people. Therefore, don't destroy anybody because of Jesus said, woe to those who want to destroy other people. But for you, just stand in peace and believe that God can turn the situation around for you and God can bless you more than what you can imagine. Amen? Walk in love and walk by faith. And you're going to see God turn the things around for you. And miracles shall happen. We will learn more tonight about how to face undesirable situations in our life. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us, showing us the scriptures. We believe, Father, that your ways are the best way the way of love and the way of faith. Lord, may your Holy Spirit bring to us remembrance of this teaching and give us grace and power to practice what we learn. That is to love even our enemies and to have faith in your promises and your character, Lord. Lord, we like to experience the breakthrough like Joseph, like David, who knocked the Goliath down. We want to experience a breakthrough like Moses, that the Red Sea was split. Like Joshua, when the walls of Jericho fell down. Lord, we believe you're the same God that Lord Daniel worshipped and served. And the lion's mouth would shut because you were with him. Lord, we believe that you are the God who protected the three Jewish or Hebrew men from the being burned in the fiery furnace, Lord. You're the same God, Lord. We trust in you. We declare, Lord, that you are the almighty God. You are our protector and you bless us, Lord. You can turn things around 
what the enemy meant evil to us, you can turn it around and make it good for us, Lord. We trust that you are our source, our provider. You are the one who gives us the good and perfect gifts, because we trust you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.